Hello, my friends again, and thank you for joining us today on The Daily Dig, where each day we dig into God's Word, searching for truth that will encourage us to deepen our faith. We are living in trying times, and we must strive each day to draw our strength from God's Word. Come along with Jacob Smith as we dig into God's Word together. And welcome to another episode of The Daily Dig. I'm so glad that you joined us. We are excited to jump right into the Word of God. Luke chapter number 4, verse 14, it says this, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And we're going to get a little further into this passage, but today we are going to see wonderful truths from the Word of God, a, a time of uh, validity to verify who Jesus is. Jesus makes a, a massive claim. He challenges people, and I can't help but but hear the the phrase, "Oh no, you didn't. You did not just say that." And we we see how Jesus challenges the people in a way that is absolutely astounding. I can't help but see Jesus as he's sitting there in his in all his wisdom, saying these things, knowing that it was about to challenge these people on a deep, deep level. Jesus had a pattern as he was traveling out the last time we were together. We talked about his temptation and how he was victorious in that temptation. We see that Jesus returns in the power of the Spirit, and, and there had become a celebrity status about him. People had heard about who he was, but let us not be caught up in, in this personality, rather, but rather be caught up in the person because this is Jesus Christ. Many of us get caught up in, in, in the personality, especially today. It seems like celebrity is everywhere. This is not a, a popularity that would last because soon they would want to kill him. Soon this, this would fade off the scene. And now we see that Jesus, as his normal custom was, he goes to the synagogue, and the synagogue, they would have a service. They would start the service off. They would be singing some psalms. They would follow it with the reading of the Shema out of Deuteronomy chapter 6, and often they would follow that with uh, re- reciting some prayers, often wrote prayers that are very ritualistic. And then after these prayers, they would read from the Torah and then present a sermon. And this is where we find it today as we are, he enters into the synagogue, he goes there, he stands up to read, and he reads from a prophet, Prophet Isaiah. And today we are blessed to be able to see three different prophets mentioned from the Old Testament. And this really leads us to a place of challenge in our own hearts, and our own lives. But Jesus reads from the prophet Isaiah. He opens up to Isaiah chapter 61. And here's what he reads. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives in recovering of the sight to the blind, 
to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it to the minister and sat down. It's almost like he he reads it. He knows what's about to happen. He closes the book. He sits down and everybody begins to wonder. And this is what he says. He says, this day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. Meaning what I just read about, the, the anointed one who, who was spoke about in Isaiah chapter 61. Yeah, I, I'm that person. I'm the Messiah. What a claim. Jesus, in all his boldness, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I am in the spirit right now, and I am anointed to preach this gospel. I am appointed at this time to preach the good news. He gives the different class groups. He says that he was uh, preaching to the poor, the poor in spirit. Um, There possibly could have been some physically poor But these are spiritually poor people. These are people that don't have the good news of Jesus Christ, don't know who the Messiah is. They do not know uh, their Lord and Savior personally. The brokenhearted, the people who have been uh, beaten and battered, the people who have been hurt, have been dealt a a difficult hand. Notice with me, if you will, the, the idea here really comes back to something very significant They were looking to the Messiah as a physical deliverer and an economic deliverer, a political deliverer, but that was not his ministry. His ministry was a spiritual deliverance, a deliverance from the power and presence and penalty of sin. And and what we really see here is, is that while he will eventually do some healing, while he will eventually do some some miracles, these are purely to validate what he is saying. They are sign gifts to validate what he is doing. The Jews require a sign. And what we see here is that he's preaching the gospel to the poor, to the brokenhearted, these people crushed by grief and crushed by sin. He's preaching to the deliverance of the captives. People have been held captive by sin. People have been captive by addiction and, and and the great things of this world that that hold them down. You know, we are slaves to sin prior to us being saved. You know, the 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 truth of it is is that Jesus Christ can break all the bondage in our life. It says the recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, those have been beat down by life. Have you ever been there? And Jesus says, this is who I'm anointed to preach the gospel to. I'm I'm to preach the gospel to all classes. There is not one people group. And this is where the challenge comes because he says to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He leaves out one portion of the scripture about talking the coming judgment because that wasn't his time at this moment. But he says to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This would be talking about the, the year of the Jubilee. Every 50 years, they would have a year of the Jubilee. It would be uh, seven sabbaticals. So every seven years, there was a sabbatical, giving the land rest and a reset of the economic system and a reset of of the properties and and all of the debts and, and, and so forth. So we could see how some confusion would happen. 
But it says here in, in verse 20 that he closes the book, he sits down, and everybody begins to look at him, and he tells them, right now this scripture is fulfilled. I am that Messiah that, that is to come. They wondered at him, and this is what they say, they, they wondered at him in his gracious words. This reveals to us that when you are our preaching preacher, and no matter what you say, there is going to be times uh, when you are the, as gracious as possible. Sometimes the message of the gospel, sometimes the message of the word of God will ruffle some feathers, and we need to be able to stand on the word of God. And Jesus did just that. And they said, uh, after they heard his gracious words, after they heard his claim that he was the Messiah, they say, is this not Joseph's son? Uh, there, there's, there's no way that this is the Messiah. And Jesus begins to challenge them. And this is where we see the, 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 the Gentile audience being brought into mind by Luke. And this is where the details we see, it says, Jesus spoke, he says, ye will surely say to me this Proverbs, physician, heal thyself, or prove yourself. And whatsoever we have heard in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. He begins to claim about how that a prophet is not without honor, a prophet's not accepted in his own country. But this is where he says where the rejection would come, and this is where the great challenge, when we hear that, that, that phrase in the back of our mind, oh, no, he didn't just say that. These people doubted his claim of what he said, of who he is. And this is what he gives two examples. He says, verily I say unto you, verse 24, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the day of Elias. Now he's speaking of Elijah. When the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when a great famine throughout all the land, but unto none of them was Elias sent, save Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. Then many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisus, or Elisha the prophet. And none of them were cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian. So he uses two examples of the prophets in uh, Jewish history that they would know about that ministered to Gentile people, and he talks about their faith. He's challenging them. He says, this is not about nationality. This is about faith. You, My friend, there's, God doesn't bless your, your family heritage. God doesn't give you salvation because of where you come from is what I'm trying to say. Jesus was asserting here that the gospel is to everybody, but not just that. The gospel is about faith. It's not about what you can do or who you are, but rather knowing that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we must understand it is the just living by faith. And now we see where the, the crowd gets in an uproar. In verse number 28, it says, and all they in the synagogue. So they hear him challenge them about who they are and what they're doing. It says, when they heard these things, they were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him under the brow of the hill whereupon, whereon their city was built, and they might cast him down headlong. 
isn't this interesting about how Jesus, it says he had fame. Oh, he was glorified of all. They, they, they really were praising him, but it wouldn't last because he came to preach to the poor, to the bruised, to the brokenhearted, to the blind. He came to set at liberty those that, that are, are, are of faith. My friend, do you have faith today? Are you living by faith or are you living by sight? My question to you is not looking for a, a physical deliverance. While that may be a wonderful thing, are you spiritually delivered? Have you trusted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? Are you living in the, the bondage of sin as a believer? Are you living victoriously? And while these folks were listening to him in the synagogue and they were thinking in their mind, I can't believe you just said that. What Jesus was saying is God honors faith. And may we be challenged today to live by faith. My friend, what a great encouragement. What a wonderful Savior we serve that he doesn't give us any sort of qualifications that we have to wear these kind of clothes or look this kind of way or have this skin color or be from this neighborhood or this side of the tracks, but rather, do you have faith in me? And while we should preach the gospel to every nation, tribe, and tongue, every color and creed, we too should know that it is about faith in Jesus. May you have a wonderful day. God bless, and we look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig. I hope you were encouraged by the Word of God today and challenged to dig deeper on your walk with the Lord. It is my prayer that you find strength each day digging deeper into God's Word. If you're looking for more resources, you can find them on thedailydig.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig.